morning, I'm continuing my teaching on God's Sabbath rest, of us creating a culture of rest here in our church, but also creating a culture of rest in our individual lives. And I just want to remind you of our first principle of having a Sabbath rest. Let's go ahead and put that slide up. I love that picture. The Sabbath day gives us an opportunity to rest and be refreshed to breathe in. That's the very first principle of the Sabbath of rest. Next slide. The second principle is the Sabbath rest gives God the opportunity to provide for us supernaturally. And it is his gift to us. And then today's topic, the third principle, the Sabbath rest releases blessings in our lives. Blessings are released. That's the principle I'm going to be talking about this morning. I want you to remember that rest is supposed to be a day to enhance your relationship with God. And rest is supposed to be a day where you are kind and merciful to yourself. And rest is supposed to be a day to enhance your relationship with those who matter most to you. That's what the Sabbath rest is all about. Let's go ahead and turn to Mark 2. starting in verse 23, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Excuse me. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abiathar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Underline this next verse in your Bibles. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people. Remember last week I talked about how God said on the Sabbath day he created it to be a gift to us. Jesus is reinforcing that. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Jesus was saying, I don't want you to be legalistic about this thing. It's supposed to be kind and merciful to my people. God knew that we as human beings had limits. He created us that way. We come to the end of ourselves. 
We come to the end of ourselves so that God can step in and do supernatural things. But he knew we wouldn't be wise in resting our bodies, our souls, that we wouldn't be wise in resting our minds and emotions. He knew we need an undisturbed time to seek him. And he knew we needed an undisturbed time to enhance our relationship with those people who matter most to us. That's what the Sabbath is supposed to be. Restoring a day of rest into our lives creates health. Rest creates well-being. Rest increases the intimacy in your relationships. Rest increases your ability to excel in your education. Rest increases your endurance on your job, and rest increases your effectiveness in the kingdom. Let's go to slide, the next slide, Isaiah 58. I'm going to be reading this out of the New King James Version. Isaiah 58, starting in verse 13. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord." And I will cause you to rise on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. When you honor God with the day of rest, it says in verse 14, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. What does that word delight mean? You will find your joy. You will find pleasure in life. You will find satisfaction. You will increase your intimacy with God. And it will be an antidote to anxiety. It will be an antidote to depression and discouragement. And it will be an antidote to sin. As you honor God with a day of rest, you shall delight yourself in the Lord. It's a byproduct. It's a blessing. Continuing with verse 14 says, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. I had to study this one out. What does this mean, Lord? Well, when you look at the high hills in the original Hebrew, it, it paints a picture. I want you to visualize a conqueror riding his horse, overlooking the territory that belongs to him. That's riding the high hills. You will triumph over the world and the enemy. You will walk in power and authority. You will live in an inaccessible place, a safe and secure place. As you honor God with a day of rest, you will ride on the high hills. Jesus said that we would be more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. When he said that, or when it was quoted in scripture, it means that we will humiliate the enemy. The enemy will not humiliate us. We will ride on the high hills. 
Then the rest of verse 14, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob. Jacob was a man, a human being, just like you and me. Jacob wrestled with the things of God, but he prevailed in his faith. He wouldn't let go of God until God blessed him. Jacob later became Israel, and he didn't just live in the land. He possessed the land. Everywhere that Jacob or Israel walked, God gave it to him. He gave him dominion at home. He gave him dominion in school, on his job, in his neighborhood, in his church, if I can say it that way. As you honor God with the day of rest, you will be fed with a spiritual inheritance. God's word says that if you honor him with a day of rest, then all these blessings are for you. You will delight yourself in the Lord. I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and I will feed you a spiritual inheritance. Maintaining a culture of rest makes life more simple. And I, I want to say this. It is not escaping from life. It's becoming content with your life. It's breathing in. It's stopping your work from six days a week and just breathing in and becoming grateful and content with what you have. It's being peacefully happy. Let's go to the next slide, Psalms 91.1. He who dwells, did we get the right, in the shelter of the Most High, sorry. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will what? Rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. When our bodies find rest, we feel refreshed. When our emotions find rest, our countenance is lifted. And when our souls find rest, it shelters us. It puts our minds in a safe place. At Sabbath rest, we stop our work. Instead, we worship the one who gave us work. We cease reaping for our own cupboards and instead, we come to church and we bring an offering to him. We rest not because we're just tired. And we don't cease our labor because we're finally finished with it. When does that ever happen? We rest and we worship one day in seven simply because he is Lord of the Sabbath. And we are proclaiming on that one day, he is Lord of all, even my time. Be the Lord of all. But there's also what I call a surrendered rest. A rest that God specifically created to meet your needs. Lori and Tammy, would you go ahead and come? A surrendered rest. 
I've been talking to you about having a Sabbath day rest, and I've shared with you how Ralph and I are trying to figure out what is that Sabbath rest for him and I, because Sunday's a work day for us. We still need that Sabbath rest, a Sabbath rest where instead of um, seeking God on your behalf, it's like we have that special time where we're seeking God because we just love him, spending time with him in the mornings. But then also enhancing our relationship with each other on that day of rest. What does that mean for Ralph and I? It's going to mean something different for him and I than it does for you. But God wants you to find that day of rest. I'm finding that Ralph and I are probably going to have to be rigid for a time. This is our day of rest. It's really hard to not pick up my phone. If you have your phone with you right now, lift it up. See, isn't that interesting? (laughs) How many of us carry our cell phones with us? Do you ever have a day where you totally disconnect from it? Do you have an afternoon where you disconnect from it? When you get home from work, can you disconnect from it? I find I had to go off, off of Facebook, not just because there was a lot of negative, negative things on it, but I found I was wasting time on Facebook and not having real relationship. Our phones, our televisions, our computers... Or we get home from work and now the house is calling us to work on the house. When do we really rest our bodies, our minds, and our spirits? I'm talking about a surrendered rest now. A rest that God specifically created to meet your needs. Do you know the words to this song? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. is calling but you and I know that the world is shouting and waving its hands and sometimes it's hard to hear his voice and we need an undisturbed time to surrender to his presence go ahead and sing this next part Tan. Tenderly, Jesus. 
Sabbath rest, we enter out of obedience. But the surrendered rest, we enter out of need. The Sabbath rest comes from the good and perfect law of God. But the surrendered rest comes from the good and perfect grace of God. Both of those rests bring healing to our bodies, our minds, and our spirit. But this morning, Jesus is asking, will you surrender to me and allow me to bring you rest? Let's put up this last slide. This is out of the Message Bible, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Are you tired? Worn out? burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it I love this next part learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let's go ahead and stand this morning. If you know this song, sing it with Tammy. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calm. ask the prayer team to please come forward this morning. I know there's only a couple of you, a couple of you here today. The last couple Sundays, Susie's uh, given us such a wonderful word about uh, the gift of rest and what it means to each and every one of us. So if you're feeling extra tired and extra weary today, we'd like to have you come forward for prayer. Um, of course, the altar is always open if you have any other needs.
of the elders that would also like to come up and help us pray this morning. Father, we come to you again this day, and we thank you for the opportunity to receive this gift of rest, God. By your Holy Spirit, multiply rest to each and every house that is represented in this place today, God. That we would take a moment to think about who you are and your gift to us, God. That we would allow you to minister through us in the way that you would intend, God. We thank you for the opportunity to receive this gift, God. We thank you for rest. Meet all the needs of all the people in this house this morning, God. And as we go our separate ways, we would ask that you would bless each and every one of us. We love you, God. We give you all the glory and all the power. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. <laughs>